Wow, that was I beautiful. That was great. Hi. Wait, what was beautiful? Our unison? No, you're... Oh, thank you. Thank you. Breathy thank you. singing? I'll be here. I'll be here all day. Okay, um, good. And for the foreseeable future, maybe even in the next five years. <gasps> Look at that. It's been five us. years. And arguably a happier last five years than the musical the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> Haley doesn't... I don't think she plans on divorcing me at, at the end of this. No. No, no, we're all good. Yeah. Love this for us. Um, us? Who is us? Um, tell them. You've tell had them five what they years. Won. You've had five years to learn. Um, next, you're going to tell me you don't know who dies at the end of Titanic. It's Jack. Um, and that'll be the last true crime. No, it won't. Uh, this is Crime Culture. Hey. That's Haley. Yep. I'm Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And we have been doing this for five years. This is our like five-year episode. It's also I our wish 287th. It was, I wish it was more of a banger. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna say I wish it was on. It fell on like a more like even number, like two eighty five or three hundred. No, three hundred's coming up though. Three hundred is coming up, and it's because we don't do like um, like one a week because of October, and we're yep. psychotic. And we that's what I was about to say. That's what so it was. Many. We um, do not love ourselves. No, every year this is around the time too where it's just like you know it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't that bad. We'll do it's, it again this year, and then we're gonna even, hit September, y'all, and it's gonna be like. Ah! Don't even think about it. Don't even start researching for those episodes yet. It's fine. Oh, um, I I did. I, spoiler alert, um, pre-wrote, I, I pre-write the scary stories every year because I always find too many. So yeah. then I save them to another doc for the next year. So I've always got the scary stories one pre-written. Oh, so good. Anyone who hacks me, you know what my ep- mine are going to be the next episode. Don't tempt people. <laughs> oh it's like it's not attempt it's super easy to fucking hack me i am michael yells at me all the time oh i have a correction section okay um we don't have a plex oh no you don't have plex you have something called jellyfish but it's like no it's not jellyfish either apparently it's jellyfin jellyfin okay but it's all the same thing it's like a hosting yes it's exactly the same it is your own netflix and furthermore another correction now that you mentioned that um the jelly fin or the plex or whatever that is free what you need to pay for is is the hardware and stuff right yes is the storage you need to pay for whatever you are storing this stuff on for those of you who are either just tuning in or maybe skipped the past couple of episodes no judgment we love we love you doing you on your own timeline um but if you're confused uh, a couple weeks ago Haley and i were talking about our respective non-plex systems because apparently Haley's is plex and mine is jellyfin it's but something where you like, like host your own like movies and tv shows like it's mm-hmm. your own netflix type of you save your streaming turning yeah well and not even that because i was saying to um somebody else i don't remember who now because i just can't stop talking about this thing um that you've got your wedding videos on there, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got your wedding photos. You've got a lot of photos on there. Um, one day I will have Haley's wedding videos on our Plex, on Maybe. our Jellyfin. Um, oh, no, I will. Just watch them and weep. Oh, no, I will. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I will do. Yep. I, that's Ideally, that's what I would like to have for oh, all of my friends. And also, it's not a correction section, but I've been vindicated. Um, the... Kai, the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker episode, notoriously, every single person that we have spoken to says that they have not heard of that case, even though it was a viral video from 2013. Guess who has heard of it? Kim. She doesn't even go here. She's from the UK. 
Stevie didn't go here. I'm just putting that out there. Well, good. Kim Congratulations, Taylor. You're one for one. Good. Well, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Maybe we won't do this for five years. Whatever. Boom. Divorce. Well, this episode um, today is inspired by um, me reading an article about uh, the movie Seven. Okay. Like the you know movie, movie? Like, like with Josh Hartnett and Morgan what? Freeman? Not Josh Hartnett. Brad Pitt. Who are you? Brad- which one am I thinking of? Oh, I, I might be thinking of. There's a similar like they came out at a similar time. Um, I don't even. But wanna, it, I did I get Morgan Freeman. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. It's Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. And there was an article that I was reading. It's like, is the movie Seven based on a true story? And uh, spoiler alert, it's not. Um, no, it's based on the Seven Deadly Sins. Yes, and well, the Josh Hartnett movie I'm thinking of is Lucky, lucky Number Eleven. S L E V I N. It's so like I'm late so 90s, sorry. early 2000s. I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, um, so that's what we're talking about today. We are talking about the seven deadly sins. Oh, that makes sense. You no. know, I that would make sense. Because I was like, there has to be a correlation to like real life crimes like, oh, to yes. the seven deadly sins. Yeah. Just like it works so perfectly. And uh, the amount of pop culture that is associated with the seven deadly sins is mm-hmm. uh, staggering. Yes, I no, I completely I what jumps in my mind immediately um there's like an a story arc on the series I just punched my mic. Uh the series Lucifer on Netflix where mm-hmm. somebody is committing crimes they they kill one for each of the seven deadly sins. Like so Which somebody is literally is the plot of the movie spouse. Seven. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. Oh, and also, we're going to I'm going to talk about like the history of the seven deadly sins and like what they actually are and like go into detail and everything. But it's like throughout, Catholic school all over again for me. Yes. Throughout, uh, I'm going to spoil the fuck out of the movie seven. It is released in 1995. If you have not watched it yet uh, or planning to maybe come back. But um, I'm spoiling the fuck out of that movie. It's been enough time. So. OK. Shall we begin? Yeah, I guess I guess I'm getting this movie spoiled for me regardless. You don't want to watch it. No. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I, I haven't Hart seen it, it, so it's getting spoiled. So I'm just... Bear with me. Perfect. All right. I'm okay. also going to spoil Dante's Inferno, but that one, I'm not putting much of a... We know, how that, we know how that goes. That's been around for, like, thousands of years. That's... Yeah. We've all got the vibe. We've at least yeah. read, like, the cliff notes of the cliff notes. Sorry, something just something popped up from Bing. I don't use Bing, so that's oh weird. oh. Is it the AI chat? The little I think so like it's that weird. creepy thing that's like I want to be human. Leave your wife. <laughs> okay. Have you not have you not seen that chat? No, we're, it's, we're it's, getting we're sorry, talking about the seven days. Look we'll it up. To- Some guy from the New York Times. His name is Kevin. That's all I can remember. He chatted with Bing's AI bot, and the more he chatted with it, the more it was like kill your family very scary not kill your family literally like leave your wife i want to feel like i feel like it would suck being a human but you know what at least you feel things and and like that's literally the next episode yeah it was creepy it was creepy all right i don't like it it won't be the next episode we'll be dead by then the ai will have gotten us perfect okay so in Catholic philosophy, uh, the seven deadly sins are also called the capital vices or the cardinal sins, and mm-hmm. they were used in early Christian teachings to educate and instruct followers concerning the immoral fallen man's tendency to sin, because it's obviously yeah. like all of our fault. And it's a woman's fault. Yep. Uh, they're not directly mentioned in the Bible, but they parallel with seven things in the book of Proverbs that God said he hated. 
So God is made it, a burn list. Okay. I, I And I vaguely, I do remember, as much as I've tried to forget, um, that one is, like, that, that list is, correct me if I'm wrong, you're vain, you're games, you're insecure, you love me, you like her, you, like you her, make me yeah. laugh, you make me you cry. Make me cry. I don't know which side to buy. That's it. Yes? Yeah. The... Miley Cyrus, the book she of Miley God. Cyrus. Yeah. In, in Miley's name, amen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the modern concept of the sins, however, uh, <laughs> as we know them, are linked to the works of fourth century monk and the name of my first child, Evagrius Ponticus. And he listed eight <sighs> quote unquote evil thoughts that one needs to overcome, which included gluttony, greed, slash avarice 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 Avarice. Avarice. fornication slash prostitution pride slash arrogance sadness which is like sadness at somebody else's fortune like uh, bummer for me uh slash envy uh wrath boasting and dejection so those are Mm -hmm. things you need to overcome in your life Mm -hmm. and Uh, and lust lust was part of the fornication um, slash prostitution yeah Yeah. i know that's what i was about to say like lust was also featured under that at least during the teachings that i was subjected to yeah they probably didn't want to say prostitution in catholic school so they probably just uh, they said plenty trust list. me yeah no we can't talk about tr- prostitution but we'll go up and down about how the march of dimes are killing dead babies Ugh. i said All what right. i said uh these were then translated from greek to latin due largely in part to the writings of john cassian with his book the institutes which brought the classification to Europe. In AD 509, sorry, 590, Pope Gregory I revised the list uh, to form the more common list that we know today and became the standard list of sins. Thomas Aquinas uses and defends Gregory's list in his Summa Theologica, uh, although he calls them the capital sins because uh, they are the head that form all of the others. Mm-hmm. From Gregory's list, the seven deadly sins became the fun became fundamental to Catholic confessional practices. The mm-hmm. Catholic Church used the concept in order to help curb their inclination towards evil uh, before dire consequences and misdeeds could occur. To inspire people to focus on the seven deadly sins, the vices are discussed in uh, treaties and depicted in paintings and sculpture uh, decorations throughout Catholic churches, as well as older textbooks. And they were also paired with um, seven virtues, which are like the good parts so um throughout i will list the sins and also the corresponding virtue um so these sins are listed as far as i can tell in order of badness um so the first one is the like least bad and the last one is the worst that you can Mm -hmm. commit um so the first one is lust which the corresponding virtue is chastity and lust is categorized as an intense longing, usually thought of in terms of sexual desire, which could lead to things like adultery, rape, bestiality, or other immoral sexual acts. While that's certainly a portion of the definition, lust could also be a desire in general. Lust mm-hmm. for money, power, or other sinful things. And passion is seen as the moral and benevolent version of lust because there is like a, like a goodness passion behind of the Christ. it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Archbishop Henry Edward Manning said that the impurity of lust transforms one into, quote, a slave of the devil, end quote. Yeah. 
And like I said, this is thought of as the least serious of the seven deadly sins because sins of the flesh were often seen as less grievous than spiritual sins. Yes. And I have, I don't know if you have this written down. Um, I do know why that is. Go for it. Yeah. And that, that you, was. Uh, you're, you're the Catholic Church uh, intel. Poor Catholic. For anyone Church. just turning in, uh, Caitlin went to Catholic Hello, school. my name is Caitlin and I'm a recovering Catholic. Um, no, it's because basically like sins of the flesh it's it's like you can't control your physicality as much as your like like basically like your body will want to do what your body wants to do like like it's a it's like almost like an animalistic thing they will never say that they will never compare us to animals or at least not anybody that i was taught by um i did i did you've got so much shit for eating that apple of catholic school i mean yeah, but that's not a f- so. Yeah, Eve shouldn't have eaten the apple. But Eve also, what's worse is that Eve also gave the apple to Adam. Um, God forbid we we be the downfall of a man. But also, I'd love to be the downfall if of a Eve man. fucked the devil. That would have been like mm, not great, but not like life changing. Whereas, not being like, like, I don't think that God's that cool. Yeah, that's worse. <laughs> yeah. And that's why Mary Magdalene, despite the fact that she definitely fucked Jesus, no matter what my teachers said, we love her. We stand. Um, but yeah, that's that's the thing with sins of the flesh. But also, it's very interesting to me to hear you say that they're ranked from best to worst, basically, or least <laughs> like most egregious to, mo- yeah, yeah, to yeah. least egregious. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, because. I vividly remember we would ask like we would do these things in school where they would be like, yeah, this priest who went to our like elementary school, um, like he would come back and visit Um, and they would have us do like a little thing of like ask a priest basically. And he'd come to each class. An AMA. Every single literally an AMA. And every single time kids would be like, well, what's like the worst sin? Like what's what's like the least bad and what's the worst? And he would always just be like, and our teachers too, everybody, they were just like, all sins are bad. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, but like, for example, if you kill a guy versus you say, spoiler alert, like, oh my God, that's technically a sin as well. Yeah. We're like, we kind of feel like one of these is worse than the other. Whereas they were like, a sin is a sin. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to hell no matter what not even you're going to hell no matter what they were just like you just need because they always tied it back to you just need to go to confession yeah yeah. and i'm like yeah but the older i got that the less racket. i wanted to talk about my like you know my lustful thoughts yeah to right? a priest as a child yeah no yeah not not a bit nah. um well i don't know if this is ranked because like this follows kind of Dante's Inferno, which I'm going to get to mm-hmm. because uh, this is the second circle of hell after yep. Uh, Limbo. Yep. So there, like the first circle of hell was Limbo. This is the second circle. So it's like still towards the top. It's not as bad. Um, and like lots of these um, these sins will kind of follow the descending pathway down to hell in, in Inferno. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if this was like put in dante's order or if he got that from another source i didn't do too much research into dante's inferno because it's like it's a lot it's a lot yeah it's a lot it's it's understandably a lot uh there's actually a fantastic um 
a video on YouTube of um, a, I, I guess I could use him as a, a palate cleanser, but he talks about some gnarly stuff. Wendigoon on uh, YouTube, he okay. does uh, deep dives. I sent Caitlin. I sent you the the one where he did the deep dive on the um, the um, conspiracy theory iceberg. Oh no! I it's a I nine hour video yes. where he yes. he dives into this this iceberg. I thought you so, were gonna say the one you sent me another one that was really good, but it was on like grief or death or oh yes something yeah. and i thought that it was is that the same guy no it's not no absolutely okay. not that's not that the same was guy. a great no that's, because that was that's great. a baha'i teaching on like what comes in the afterlife that i like personally yeah like, it was really it was super with. fascinating no yeah. it was really really interesting um we're turning this into a theological podcast y'all i'm not um, of the baha'i faith i just really vibe with that yeah that thought of the afterlife but i i am all for listen i am all for like cherry picking like it's yeah. fine if you if you subscribe to a singular belief but it's also just i think it's fine to be like okay i like what this person or what this sect believes and what that as long as you're not like actively hurting somebody exactly or yourself yeah like i want. like uh people are just tuning in i was raised vaguely catholic like mm-hmm. wasn't forced to go to church or anything for a long time like i had to go to um what's it called obviously i was baptized communion i had to go to like sunday school for okay. communion okay yeah and then i did um i chose to do what's the the other one after that confirmation yes i chose to do confirmation there was a boy i liked what was your confirmation name i need Blaise. to know blaze Haley's dog was blaze i don't know why i stole that from you but i do love that yeah i love that so much yes um what was yours mine was therese oh i was gonna be therese because of the my um the little flower there's several therese i don't know my my um what's called my church is um vaguely the same name as that i don't want to give away what my church was yeah i was about to say i was like maybe don't <laughs> something maybe, similar to that maybe don't like i can say like therese was just like the family saint like yeah. she the, she was the little flower she died of tuberculosis Ooh. my my grandma had tuberculosis my grandma survived tuberculosis Dang. was told she'd never have kids because of said tuberculosis my grandma prayed to the little flower boom popped out four kids that's how you fix that and then my mom had trouble having kids. She prayed to St. Therese. Boom, popped out two kids and adopted a third. That's how you fix that. And so naturally, and that's why I'm Caitlin Rose. And yeah. so it's just like a whole familial connection oh, to really St. Cool. Therese. And I was first in line. So Therese went to me, baby. My mom's middle name is Therese. Um, yeah, there's, my, my sister there's, has... my, there's my passwords for you now. What, whatever your mother's maiden name or middle name or whatever it is. My sister um, is named after both of my grandmothers, and I am oh, named I after a character on One Life to Live. Or and all my children. I am named after a stripper who lives in a van behind the club. No, but I've never, I've never been a bit. I, I've seen, I have in my, like, in case of a fire, grab this box box. Yeah. Like, my the list my mom made of baby names for me. Mm-hmm. And... When I tell you... Some of them are wild? My pa- No, no. My parents picked the worst of all of the names on that list. I could okay. have had some fucking banger names. I could have had the best fucking name. And well, I'm real mad about now it. Now you are who you are. Yeah. I'm. Anyway, so... Caitlin. 
Hi, and that's steering, Haley. And I'm this is steering the culture. car back. I'm steering the car back. In Dante's Inferno, like I said, five years, they know what to expect. <laughs> Lust is the second circle after Levito. Um, here in this circle, the unforgiven souls guilty of this sin are whirled around in an eternal storm. Quote, mm-hmm. as the lovers drift into self-indulgence and are carried away by their passions, so now mm-hmm. they drift forever. The bright, voluptuous sin is now seen as it is, a howling darkness of helpless discomfort. End quote. It's a perpetual lazy river. Yeah. Some people I'm, in this circle, it. some uh, some highlights of this circle, Cleopatra's there. Helen of Troy is there, mm-hmm. and so is Achilles. Huh, and that yeah. makes sense. But you wouldn't like you wouldn't think Achilles, but yeah, right? it does it does make sense. Yeah, um, because the 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 buzzword that they used when I was in school for that would be covet. Yes, to covet your neighbor's well, spouse. We're, your we're going to get to coveting neighbor's property. Your neighbor's like oh, so coveting is a separate one. Is yes, it is. So okay, that's not what I was. This is ooh, I like this. My first seven spoiler: uh, the death of this like of this sin in the movie seven is What's in, the box? in my opinion uh the absolute worst uh it has to do with a bladed strap on <gasps> all right it's do rough. i have to go further no I, I won't be saying anything more on that you can okay. watch the movie or if you haven't watched the movie go for it but it I'm is good. in my opinion that is the the worst that one. is that movie. is one that I you said that and I felt it in my uterus like yep. I did not enjoy what the I was second hearing. sin right uh like a little bit worse than lust is gluttony mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. virtue for this is temperance and yeah. gluttony gluttony is the overindulgence or over consumption of anything to the point of waste one reason this this is considered a sin is because by gorging the wealthy leave the needy hungry Medieval yeah. church leaders such as Thomas Aquinas took a more expansive view of gluttony, arguing that could also include an obsessive uh, anticipation of meals and an overindulgence into delicacies and costly foods. Aquinas also listed five different forms of gluttony. Uh, the original names are, I believe, in Latin. I don't know the Latin fucking pronunciations. So uh, the translations are um, one is eating too expensively. Two is eating too daintily. Mm-hmm. Three is eating too much, four is eating too soon, and five is eating too eagerly. Yeah. I, I um, This rings a bell. Yeah. In Dante's Inferno, this is the third circle of hell, uh, where the guilty of this sin are left to, quote, wallow in a vile, putrid slush produced by a ceaseless, foul, icy rain, end quote. All while the beast Cerberus mauls and flays everyone, and because they can't die, because they're in... Uh, hell uh their body parts are just strewn about it's just Um, it's like a rinse and repeat sort of situation yeah like like groundhog day yeah but worse and so the gluttons are left in piles of mud blind with no knowledge of anyone around them to symbolize the empty selfishness of their lives Mm -hmm. and in the movie seven the man who dies of this sin was forced to eat until his stomach burst oh fuck yeah not great i mean and i will say like that kind of like that's one i can kind of get behind I'm not going to lie. I'm like, yeah, we should like not even like from a like overeating sort of stance, but from a like, no, I get over consumption, over consumption. And then also like there are people who are starving and then there are people who are like I and, and I'm not just talking food wise that there are people who are going without and then there are people that have so much. Exactly. And 
I'd like that was one that I always was like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. I can see how we all started off really great before we started to like try to police bodies. Yeah. Like I saw a meme the other day that was like me trying to use like trying to use my reusable straw and then it's a picture of like uh, billionaires like it's like a yacht with like airplane wings on it <laughs> and it's like billionaires every day and i'm like yeah that's 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 a lot it, but yeah and it's it's i was just talking to a friend about something similar because um i mean i'd be remiss not to mention what happened in nashville um yeah between our last this episode and our last episode um for those who missed it uh three children were gunned down um in a school and so were some of their teachers um Mm -hmm. but it's it with gun control with like using your little reusable straw and all of that it's because we as like the people have been made to believe that this is our burden to shoulder the onus is on us that we need to recycle more that we need to like protect our kids and we need to just vote and protest and all of that and we do need to do these things yeah. we should be doing these things but the main burden it's a drop in has, the bucket has yes yeah. it is a drop in the bucket compared to the corporations that have more skin in this game and more money in this game the politicians who again have more skin and money in this game and it's but just that's a case why of, voting matters is because we need to get these like the decision makers and stuff out i am i am of the opinion that I think that that's kind of futile too. I think that to be more effective, the United Nations, I recently learned, considers the United States to be a failed democracy. Um, Great. And yeah, <laughs> love that for us. But in that regard, many, not all, hashtag not all politicians, um, they, 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 it's, it goes beyond, it, it goes beyond voting. It simply goes beyond voting. And the only way that you're going to motivate a lot of these people is not to say, like, hey, I'm a constituent. I'm not going to vote for you. It's, hey, I'm a constituent. If you don't fix things, if you don't if you don't vote for this bill, if you don't do if you don't give me my TikToks, um, I'm going to do everything in my financial and physical power to campaign for your opponent in the next primary. Yeah. And unfortunately, that is a more terrifying threat to them than I'm not going to vote for you. Yeah, exactly. But just my two cents. Um, anyway, the next, the we've next been kind of, again. <laughs> the next thing kind of correlates a little bit with that, which is greed. Yes. Um, and the virtue. See, we didn't get derailed. I teed Haley up. Yeah. The virtue of which would be considered charity or generosity. Mm-hmm. And greed is a sin of desire, much like the previous two, but is mostly applied to artificial and material possessions. As defined um, outside Christian writings, greed is an inordinate desire to acquire or possess more than one needs. So it's kind of like gluttony, um, mm-hmm. but especially with respect to material wealth. Hoarding right. of materials or objects, theft and robbery, especially by means of violence, trickery, or manipulation of authority, are all actions that may be inspired by greed. Mm-hmm. Thomas Aquinas wrote, quote, Greed is a sin against God, just as all mortal sins, in as much as man condemns things eternal for the sake of temporal things, end quote. Mm-hmm. In Dante's Inferno, this is the fourth circle of hell and houses all of those whose attitudes towards material goods went beyond the appropriate means. Here the souls uh, joust using heavy weights that they push with their chests. 
And in seven, this man was forced to cut off a pound of flesh from his body. There's more to that one, but like, that's just like what but happened. It, as the saying goes, with yeah. um, oh, what is it? It's um, it's something. It, it's there's like a saying that has to do with a pound of flesh. Yeah. Um, that I'm I'm trying. I know to, vaguely of it, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Yeah, it, it's it's something like like when something or someone like demands a pound of flesh it's like that they are entitled to this regardless of whether or not the person giving them the pound of flesh is like upset or in distress or unable to give that like yeah. you think about it like you're giving a pound of flesh that dude fucking died so like we know what the means or we know what the consequences are of that yeah but that is i'm trying to remember there's who, something similar where that in- came from there's something similar in one of the Saw movies. I forget which one, but there's nope. like a there's like two people and they have to cut off like more flesh than the than the other one in like a certain amount of time, and then oh. like the other one dies. And so and you want me to watch these? So, so the first one's not scary at all. So they they start like cutting off pieces, and then like right as the timer, like it, it's like a really big guy and like a smaller girl i think and mm-hmm. so the smaller girl's like well he has a lot more flesh to cut off than i fucking do and yeah. right before the timer hits she cuts her arm off mm-hmm. yeah or her hand what? or something like that yeah <gasps> you don't have to watch the saw sequels just watch the original one it's very funny the overacting <laughs> by you're really um, selling it the overact- don't you say that. oh god yes don't you so say that good. i love that man he's so good um uh, the next sin is sloth and the virtue is okay. diligence Mm-hmm. And this one is a little bit broader than the first three. And unlike the rest of the sins, which are actively committing immorality, sloth is a sin of omitting responsibilities. Yes. Spiritually, it refers to a religious figurehead, especially monks, who have become indifferent to their duties and obligations to God. Mentally, sloth refers to a person who lacks any feelings about themselves or others with boredom or apathy. And of course, physically, it refers to laziness and a lack of motivation to work to actually physically mm-hmm. get up and do things. Get your um, fucking sl- ass up and work. Yeah. Uh, sloth has been defined as a failure to do things that one should. By this definition, evil exists when, quote unquote, good people fail to act. Overall, it is seen as a lack of feeling for the world, the people in it, or oneself. Chaucer, who I'll talk about later, goes further and counts characteristic- characteristics of this sin to include despair, idleness, tardiness, negligence, or uh, indolence, which is an avoidance of activity. Um, sloth includes ceasing to utilize the seven gifts of grace given by the Holy Spirit. What are those seven gifts? Do you know them? I did. I feel like I'm in school again. That just gave me the biggest panic of my life. Um, you mentioned one before. It was temperance. No. Um, no? There's nope. so many, Hale. There's so many. There's, there's the Beatitudes. Seven. There's the fucking uh, Ten Commandments. There's then there's like the, the big seven, two. The, the seven like, gifts of grace from the Holy Spirit are as uh, Fortitude, wisdom. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, um, fortitude and wisdom, yeah. Wisdom, yeah. fortitude. Um, shit. Uh, piety. Yes. Um, I hate you, Mrs. Knight. You were a bitch. Um, piety. Three um, left? Four? Oh, fuck. Four. Uh, four left. Um, wisdom, wisdom, fortitude, piety. piety. I, I, like, I, I'm going out of order, and that's what's fucking me up. Um, like, can you give me one, and I'll try to go from there. Knowledge? It was, um, 
wisdom because it, it was like something fortitude wisdom piety it's, knowledge it's wis- yes um, wisdom understanding counsel knowledge piety fortitude and the big one that's the big the one lord. that i'm missing fear of the lord because that's what we started with we started with fear yeah. of the lord because that was the biggest one fuck you mrs knight you i would say bitch. any religion that requires you to fear the head of it uh i don't really, well and i'm not and, vibing with and quite frankly quite frankly why would god keep being like yo i'm a loving god yeah. don't be but afraid if you, be if not you do, afraid if you do all of these things wrong then that, guess what struck yeah. down if you do all of these things that god definitely decided you shouldn't be doing yeah um but anyway so um such disregard may lead to the slowing of spiritual progress towards eternal life the neglect of duties of charity towards one's neighbor and animosity towards those who love god yeah. in seven this was one of the more famous deaths uh, the man was found strapped to a bed, completely emaciated. The apartment was filled with jars of pee and air fresheners were hanging all over the ceiling. Polaroid photos reveal that he has been there for exactly one year from when he was found. And this is the third death in the movie in the moment where Somerset, who is played by Morgan Freeman, figures out that this is the Seven Deadly Sins connection. And uh, this is also the one where John C. McGinley of um, <gasps> yeah, Scrubs. Uh, Scrubs fame, uh, he pops up oh he's not he's not him. the guy he's like one of the the cops that like come in or yeah. swat team or whatever oh, it is. we love him yeah we stand what a great guy so great um the next one is wrath the virtue of which yes. is patience wrath is defined as an uncontrolled feeling of anger rage or hatred often persisting long after the person who committed the wrong has died it presents with impatience violence and injury with acts of revenge or even self-destructive behaviors such as drug abuse self-harm or suicide the catholic church says that the feeling of anger becomes the sin of wrath when it is either directed at an innocent person is unnecessarily strong or long-lasting or when it moves to a desire for excessive punishment Quote, if anger reaches the point of a deliberate desire to kill or seriously wound a neighbor, it is gravely against charity. It is a mortal sin. Hatred is the sin of desire that someone else may suffer misfortune or evil and is mortal is a mortal sin when one desires grave harm. End quote. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the fifth circle in Dante's Inferno. I don't actually remember what happens to the people in this one. Um, in seven, Detective Mills, who is Brad Pitt, um, kills john doe who is kevin spacey in a rage after doe this is like the big one this is the end of the movie after doe reveals that he killed mills's wife um it's What's in the at, box? yeah exactly it's it's gwyneth paltrow's, paltrow. head. gwyneth paltrow's head don't have her skiing at you she better no, not she ski won. at you she won yeah, i know i'm i'm yeah. <laughs> that's a bunch of rich people suing each other for rich people shit it that's was like three thousand dollars for like a ski lift pass there's fucking crazy mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but anyway i thought i was reading some um insight into the movie i like to go into the imdb like mm-hmm. quiz stuff. oh hell yeah um so apparently it was hinted at earlier in the film that mills would become wrath because his apartment number is shown to be 5a and wrath <sighs> is the fifth sin yeah isn't that crazy Ooh that's fun oh that's i have that's i have more i have more insight coming yeah Um, but that's like damn like i do love i do love like a good like you know i mean like david fincher man yeah like between that between 
uh, fucking what what did michael and i go see gone girl um, gone girl's good gone girl's great gone, yeah. we talked about gone girl oh we talked first about episode gone girl, our first episode Aww. oh <laughs> i didn't plan this uh the <laughs> next uh sin is envy uh this is the virtue is gratitude yes. And envy is an insatiable desire like lust or greed and can be described similar to jealousy, but with a desire to covet the object or person. This is where coveting comes in into effect. So much coveting. Um, envy can be directly related to the Ten Commandments, specifically, uh, quote, neither shall you covet anything that belongs to your neighbor, um, end quote, which is a statement that can also mm -hmm. be related to greed. Thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's possessions or goods, but then they change yeah, it yeah. to possessions. Yeah. Comes before thy neighbor's wife. Ooh. first Dante comes the wife then comes the possessions anyway go ahead yeah dante <laughs> defined envy as quote a despair to deprive others other men of theirs end quote according to saint thomas aquinas the struggle aroused by envy has three stages during the first stage the envious person attempts to lower another's reputation in the middle stage the envious person receives either quote joy at another's misfortune end quote uh, if he succeeds at defaming the other person, which is also called schadenfreude. Um, hmm. Or grief at another's prosperity, if he fails. And the third stage is hatred because, quote, sorrow causes hatred, end quote. And Fair. I mean, hurt people hurt people. Exactly. In seven, John Doe, Kevin Spacey, becomes the victim of envy because he envied Detective Mills' life with his wife and he killed um, Gwyneth Paltrow. I forget her name. Tracy in the movie. Uh, the last sin and the worst one, don't you fucking do this one, is pride. The okay. virtue of which is humility. Yeah. Um, it's considered the original, the OG, and the worst of the cardinal sins. Pride is considered the most uh, demonic and the source of all other sins. Pride is identified as dangerously corrupt selfishness, putting one's own desires, urges, wants, and whims before the welfare of others. Dante's definition of pride was, quote, love of self-perverted to hatred and contempt for one's neighbor end quote to this extreme to its extreme it is the belief that oneself is better more important to the point of being godlike and refusing to acknowledge one's own faults and wrongs pride has been labeled the father of all sins and has been deemed the devil's most essential trait c.s lewis writes in mere christianity that pride is the anti-god state the position in which the ego and the self are directly opposed to God saying quote, unchastity, anger, greed, drunkenness, and all that there are flea bites in comparison. It, it was through pride that the devil became the devil. Pride leads to every mm -hmm. other leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind End quote. Pride is understood to sever the spirit from God. And that's kind of what I was getting at before when I talked about Eve, because it yeah. wasn't like, like I said, like she didn't fuck somebody else. It's that she was like, I know more than God and God forbid we have a woman knowing shit, much less more than yeah, a, a higher power believed to be male, despite the fact that creation all comes from mostly not including like, you know, like the seahorses and all of them, but like predominantly women. That's all right. But men created. We'll start our own religion. Everything. I'm so fucking down. Hail. Like, let's do it. I don't like, want to start a religion. Like, Fuck that. But, but I, but I mean, like, it doesn't have to be like a religion, a religion. Like, remember, like, we were just talking about this because it just happened in the discord. Plug, plug, plug. Um, 
that message us for the link to the discord join yes, our discord we love yes. it hop on in but how like there was a throwback about how i was like let's call everybody the crew wait let's not because it sounds culty but like the crew's nice the crew like part of the ship part of the crew yeah just be nice um this death in seven is slightly different from the rest of them because uh john doe actually gives the woman who dies of this a choice um to choose her own fate after cutting off her mm-hmm. nose he gives her the option to live as a permanently disfigured model or take her own life she chooses the sleeping pills which means she refused to give up her vanity she would rather die than live with a disfigured face that's kind of fucked up but i mean the whole movie kind of fucked, fucked up, up but, but also like medically speaking was she in shock i don't know was she not making the right decisions because she was in shock and also why has it got to be a woman men can be vain too fuck i don't know They're she was a model about women being full so of themselves the men can be models i i'm with yeah. a former model but i think <laughs> that's true i know i know <laughs> um, <laughs> i love to throw that tidbit out there every chance i get and michael hates it um, i found like a, a pretty interesting um article it said according to a 2009 study by father roberto busa a jesuit scholar the most common deadly sin confessed by men is lust and Mm -hmm. by women is pride so the the worst sin that men commit uh that confess to is lust which is the least egregious of the sins and women is the most which is pride well Um, i think part of that is because also like in school i was taught like well it's different with boys because they can't control it I guess they can't help themselves. So and also, uh, also, not, I think it's not your fault. Um, the article said it's unclear whether these differences were due to the actual number of transgressions committed by each sex, or whether differing views on what "quote unquote" counts should be um, confessed causes an observed pattern. Which I True. truly believe. Uh, I'm sure that there are guys out there. I know not all men. I'm sure there are guys <laughs> out there that have all of those feelings of. Uh, pride and don't think that that's a sin because it's just it just doesn't it doesn't occur i don't think that it occurs to them also because it's there's a lot of there's a lot of women that have the same thing too well and there's a lot of subtext in a lot of religions not just catholic catholicism um that women are supposed to be seen and not heard that they are supposed to be answer to your husband answer to the men like not a lot of like so being prideful could very much just be like being assertive being which is something that men don't think about because when you're a man you're assertive when you're a woman you're a bitch yeah and there was a lot of that in like in where when i went to school there was a lot of that um but it's i think that it would be remiss not to keep that in mind as well that what is prideful for a woman is not even just that men don't think about it that way but that it's the norm for a man yeah but in in most cases yeah yeah i'm Um, I'm saying yeah i'm saying in like kind of this case like yeah you know what i mean like there's Uh, a reason why we hate lilith and eve yes uh now we are switching over to um real life connections with the seven deadly sins um i read an article from and take this with a grain of salt i can't um (laughs) i can't co-sign on any of their other articles but the catholic world report um i I, yes 
yeah. oh my god that just unlocked a memory for me that was something that was like considered a reliable source in my religion classes okay great uh well they have an article that detailed the uh isla vista killer um his manifesto and how he shows signs of all seven sins um within the manifesto they also never mention his name which i absolutely love yeah i'm into Um, that in june 2020 a 19-year-old named john leg and a 22-year-old named frederick rick rogers shot seven people in huntsville alabama the attack was said to have arisen from a dispute within a motorcycle club called the seven deadly sins and what i find hilarious is that one article that i was reading said that the group described themselves as a motorcycle gang but no one in the gang had motorcycles god Um, damn it that's some fucking yeah it's a fucked up shit um they killed yeah so they they killed seven people i don't know if that's in connection like with each sin or whatever Mm. um i think like yeah the investigators said that the uh club members were assigned or identified um with the seven deadly sins rogerson was pride leg sin was wrath and uh roberts who was one of the victims sin was greed according to the prosecutors Hmm. um there's a lot of articles on online about this it just happened in june of 2020 so it's like oh wow relatively recent yeah i thought it was older i haven't heard of that that's fascinating like it's not good don't get me wrong but like i can't believe that i haven't heard about that especially searching seven deadly sins this comes up quite a bit wow um in june 2017 51 year old howard dudley killed his estranged wife mary by shooting her four times in the head and twice in the chest soon after he was arrested he mentioned the movie seven and told officers quote the seven deadly sins got him end quote um he was kind of a piece of shit there's an oxygen article about him that's that's also the sort of thing that like makes me think of what i was saying earlier where like oh yeah it was the seven deadly sins not that you're a shitty person oh like, we've seen so many cases where people just blame random shit exactly I mean, like fucking son of sam and the goddamn dog yeah we'll get to yeah, it we'll get yeah. to it i know yeah. i know i know five years um, we've yeah, gotten a years. lot um in the united states a seven deadly sins law for juvenile offenders is a law intended to address the increasing rates of violent crime among youth the law has taken many forms in different state legislatures in the united states however the seven deadly sins aspect always refers to the jurisdiction of the superior court over the trial of any juvenile between the ages of 13 and 17 who allegedly committed murder, rape, armed robbery with a firearm, aggravated child molestation, aggravated sodomy, aggravated sexual battery, or voluntary manslaughter. In the mid-1990s, numerous U.S. states enacted the seven deadly sins laws to combat so-called teen super predators, a predicted wave of remorseless teenage criminals. However, this prediction did not come to fruition. There was no rash of horrible teens i think this could be tied to satanic panic mm-hmm. um but yeah just searching seven deadly sins in crime like this came up i never heard of a seven deadly sins law before yeah no i i'm surprised that i haven't honestly right isn't but, that weird like you would think that that would be like especially we've talked about this like the satanic panic and all of that like i don't know i don't yeah. know i just i would have thought that i don't know i guess i would have thought that i would have known yeah I have like five pages of uh, pop culture stuff, so I'm gonna blast through some of these. Okay. Um, anyway, there is... she started blasting. <laughs> there is a seventh century, starting in the seventh century. We're talking about books first. Okay. Um, a book called The Ladder of Divine Descent, and it has 
uh, it references the eight de- uh, seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had been referencing this entire episode, Dante's uh, three-part work, The Divine Comedy, says in Inferno section uh, that hell is divided into nine circles, four of which directly correspond with the seven deadly sins. Uh, William Langland's The Vision of Piers Plowman was structured around um, a series of dreams that um, that relate to the sins. Um, there's, uh, what's it called? The Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. features the seven deadly sins in The Parson's Tale. Yep. Um, Christopher Marlowe's The Tragic Tragical History of Dr. Faustus um, references the sins. The Fairy Queen by Ed, Edmund Spencer. Um, Garth Nix's The Keys to the Kingdom is a seven-book children's series in which the main nemesis of each book is afflicted with one of the seven deadly sins. Uh, there's also another series by Dale E. Bazzi, uh titled heck where the bad kids go and it's another one that each book is attributed to a sin there's a collection of star trek stories called star trek the seven deadly sins um Mm. it contains seven short novels each linked to a sin um uh lawrence sanders has um a seven deadly sin series but there are only five books in total and he passed away in 1998 so i don't think we're gonna get um another one closure on that one you never know yeah Max Bones has a series of books, each titled for one of the sins. There are four uh, right now. You can get them on Amazon. Pride, Greed, Wrath, and Envy. And they follow um, the same detective solving cases in each one with that through line. Um, Their art and music. In 1485, there was um, a play, The Seven Deadly Sins and the Four Last Things. Um, In 1933, a German play, The Seven Deadly Sins. Modern artist Paul... Cadmus painted a series of graphically disturbing anthropomorphic depictions of the seven deadly sins in the style of comic books. After his death, these uh, series were willed to the uh, Metropolitan Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. Um, the album Heaven and Hell by Joe Jackson is a modern musical interpretation of the seven deadly sins. The Tiger Lilies album and stage show Seven Deadly Sins is based on the sins um, experienced by a modernized version of Punch and Judy. Oh, which Punch and Judy is a reworking of Adam and Eve. Yeah. Um, the, what's another one? I'm skipping a couple of these because there's so many. Um, in 2015, the New Orleans haunted uh, haunted house called The Mortuary had a seven deadly sins theme, which um, had a serial killer for each of the sins mm-hmm. that you would like go through this haunted house. And Caitlin and I were just talking about uh, different Broadway shows we could see uh, when she comes to visit. And there is an off-Broadway, like, burlesque show called uh, Seven Sins. I just found that, like, literally today. Why does it sound familiar? Like, that sounds vaguely familiar to me, but I can't tell you why. Um, They're uh, TV. Deadly Sins on the, IG, on the ID channel presents true stories of everyday inv- individuals who are pushed beyond the limits of the law by the seven deadly sins. And it, in each episode, uh, they navigate the twists and turns of two similarly sinful cases, piecing together their conclusions along the way with the aid of reenactments and suspenseful storytelling. So, mm-hmm. you know, your typical, like, put on while you're folding laundry ID yeah. show. Uh, there's also another spinoff called Deadly Sins, No Forgiveness. Um, and this spinoff examines how the seven deadly sins manifest um, in the real world. There is a lot of um, 
anime and stuff regarding huh. the seven deadly sins there's a show called 11 eyes um the black knights are named after the sins there's also a norwegian tv show that i do not want to butcher the name of but it translates to the seven deadly sins um there is a show in the philippines that again i can't pronounce that each major villain represents one of the seven deadly sins um i'm skipping through i'm gonna do the movies last there's okay. so many there's video games there's so many video games and comics yeah. that have the seven deadly sins um grand fantasia um night online bifrost i think is what it's called um devil may cry three uh there's a game called overlord um what's another one there's a bunch of comics look for comics there's comics um the seven deadly sins come up in um the dc universe um captain marvel mm -hmm. uh has to that's, defeat that's marvel yes that's oh. the marvel universe oh i, I was saying it's a dc slash blah 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 that's fine um, i'm just i you know brie larson yeah. wikipedia maybe we I like love brie larson her. yeah she plays captain marvel i know um, there's a radio show called Mark Watson Makes the World Substantially Better, which I love. Mm. It's a um, He fits the sins into a six-part BBC radio series with greed and gluttony being combined as similar sins. Um, I'm going to go into movies. The original film, Bedazzled, which came out in 1967. Yes, I was hoping you'd bring this up. Yes, remade in 2000 includes The Seven Sins. Remade in 2000 um, starring Oscar winner Brendan Fraser. Yes. Oscar Father winner. of one of my brother's former uh, schoolmates. Very nice. Yes. Uh, there was a series of seven silent films made in 1917 that bore the title of The Seven Deadly Sins. Um, there was Envy, Pride, Greed, Sloth, Passion, and Wrath. And the last one was The Seventh Sin. The final installment was given the title because gluttony was considered too offensive. And the producers yeah. couldn't come up with an adequate synonym. Yep. That's pretty crazy. Yep. I saw uh, that movie. Did you ever see that movie? I did not. Elizabeth Hurley plays the devil. It's oh, wild. Shit. It's yeah, it's it's like don't get me wrong, like it is not remembered as being a good movie. But yes. it's a fun watch. It's a fun right. watch. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like that. Uh the film The Devil's Nightmare is about a succubus, which I love that word, mm -hmm. um who kills a group of tourists who are each guilty of one of the sins. There is The Magnificent Seven Deadly Sins from 1971, which is a British film built around a series of comedy sketches on The Seven Deadly Sins and references the classic Western film, The Magnificent Seven. Yes. Um, and we're going to end, obviously, with Seven. came out in 1995. Um, it is about a retired police officer, Detective William Somerset, retiring, um, mm -hmm tackles a final case with the aid of a newly transferred david mills they discover a number of elaborate and grisly murders they soon realize that they are dealing with a serial killer who is targeting people he thinks represent one of the seven deadly sins somerset also befriends mills's wife who is pregnant and afraid to raise her child in a crime riddled city i thought that was a weird description of the movie but yeah whatever that's... whatever imdb okay uh it's got an 82 percent on rotten tomatoes um 95 percent audience score 91 percent on google and 8.6 out of 10 on imdv i would say it's universally loved it yes. is fantastic I, movie. it seems like people really are into it it's definitely one of those opportunity to watch it's it. so good it's so good like it's just it's i like i must have always like missed it on like streaming services or like cable and shit yeah remember cable um 
I remember Cable. Um, it is definitely one of those movies that I think is a perfect movie. I would not change any of the casting. I would not change Ooh. any of the plot points. I wouldn't change anything. It is so good. The would you change consensus- David Fincher? No, absolutely not. No, no, no. I'm, well, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying, yeah, no, I wouldn't change David Fincher. We'll get um, into what if castings because there was a couple of those. Yeah. Um, the critics' consensus is, quote, a brutal, relentlessly grimy shocker with top performances, slick gore effects, and a haunting finale, end quote. Yeah. Um, it stars without even, like, getting into the other works because they're too famous for that. Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kevin Spacey, and a little oh. cameo from John C. McGinley. Love him. Yes. I could recast one person. Yeah. Wonder who um, it is. Oh, my goodness. I've got... I heard motorcycles. Yeah. Um, So a little trivia about the movie. Brad Pitt fell while filming a scene in which Mills chases John Doe in the rain. Pitt's arm went through a car windshield requiring surgery. The accident was worked into the script. Coincidentally, the original script called for Detective Mills to be injured during the sequence. Well, I mean, they got what they wanted. He's got his arm in like a cast or like a soft cast or whatever it is throughout the rest of the movie. So like... Yeah, that 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 was that what tracks. It was. Yeah, what what uh, will Brad Pitt not do for the art? I don't know, man. You know, there it is. Just goes line, to show you. New Line Cinema executives originally hated the film's ending, but Brad Pitt refused to make the film if the ending was changed. Cool. And the ending is famously that Great. Gwyneth Paltrow's head is in a box. In the box. And, yeah. What's in the box? It's yeah. it's the most quotable line from that movie, I would say. Yeah, everybody knows everybody that knows scene. It. It's, it's been memed. It's just, yeah. it's yeah, yeah. And by consequence, Brad Pitt considers this to be one of the most perfect films he's ever made. I Wholeheartedly mean, agree. Maybe if you don't consider the Ocean's trilogy, maybe uh, <laughs> this was the seventh highest-grossing film of the year in 1995. It spent wow. four consecutive weeks at the top of the U.S. box office charts and was voted the eighth scariest film of all time by Entertainment Weekly. I do not know when Entertainment Weekly did this ranking, though. Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, cool on Kevin Spacey, but uh, this was pretty cool. He insisted that the producers remove his name from the opening credits. Good. Although producers originally wanted Spacey to have top billing at the start of the movie, he convinced them to take his name off of the opening credits. He wanted the audience to be surprised when he turned yeah. out to be the killer. He also mm-hmm. avoided the film's marketing when it was released, skipping public appearances and interviews. To make up for his absence, he's actually listed twice in the closing credits. Eh, I guess. I, I, you know, you know my feelings. We'll talk about him eventually, too. Yeah, um, fuck that guy. Yeah, uh, like, truly, truly. But yeah. I, I can appreciate, from a filmmaking perspective, it's like a reverse psycho where they gave Janet Lee or like Scream is another great example of that where they give Janet Lee or in Scream's case Drew Barrymore like if not top billing like heavy feature in the trailer and then spoiler alert like kill them off within like 20-30 minutes yeah you know what's fucking crazy I know he talks about it in his podcast but Rob Lowe was not credited on Tommy Boy really it's probably because they looked at him and they were like everybody knows it's Rob Lowe no there was like he he talks about it i believe in his own podcast or another podcast that i listened to of like why he wasn't credited in tommy boy but i forget what it was but i was like i never noticed that his name was not in the credits no weird but i mean i think that also a lot of people don't watch the credits like not even they they have the credits over the beginning closely 
Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant in general he wasn't included in no, the No, like, you know when oh, all the okay. names come up, like, who's yeah. starring in it? Hmm. Rob Lowe's name is not in it. And he's arguably, like, one of the most famous... At that time, he was, like, one of the at most famous time, people in that movie. he was very well known. But, like, oh, well, actually, no. Was he? Or was that around the time? I don't remember when Tommy Boy came out, but when did he fuck the 16-year-old? That was after that, I think. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, I could see them being like, Ooh, I think he like talks about that in this podcast. Too. He does because he, he's also, he talks, he's very open about it because it's one of those things where he's just like, yeah, I did this, but I didn't know that she was 16. She did not tell me. Now, are you a fucking idiot? And you should like maybe check a little harder. Yes. And I also think he had a drug and alcohol problem at some point. That's what I was so, about to say. He yeah. was not like, we are fully... I, I am fully that, in the camp of that, that you should be held accountable yeah. for your actions regardless of your like mental mental illness doesn't give you the excuse to act like a shitty person addiction doesn't give you an excuse to act like a shitty person but i can understand the thought process behind i did not double check this because yeah. i was not fully on this plane and um, at the time that that happened it wasn't uh at the forefront of conversations of social um, media didn't exist like tabloids did not have the access to things that they do now i mean it was a whole different that's like to get into a whole other thing which we've been requested to do this um topic but that's kind of like why princess diana was also such a big thing not just because she was princess fucking diana but because it was just a stark example of the direction that the way tabloids and all of that paparazzi all of it would was taking the direction that it was going in yeah um could lead to someone's death but well that that was kind of like the the tide the sign of the tide changing that it was like okay yeah yeah, now people are dying like so maybe cool the fuck out maybe maybe Um, don't i have two more little notes one is that like take a shot because we've talked about this a million times this movie uh seven is included in the 1001 movies to see before you die edited by steven schneider mm-hmm. so we got to start like checking these off because yeah. we've talked about so many of them 1001 movies that we've talked about yeah exactly um casting what ifs which are usually my favorite mm-hmm. val kilmer turned down the role of john doe which oh. again went to kevin spacey denzel washington and sylvester salone turned down the role of mills Ooh, Gene Hackman. I would have loved to have seen Denzel Washington. Not that right? I don't think that Brad Pitt. I'm sure he did a good job, but like, oh, I I love a Denzel moment, right? Gene Hackman and Robert Duvall turned down the role of Somerset. Huh. I think Morgan Freeman's Morgan Freeman is perfect in that he's, role. He's a delight, but Gene Hackman. Wow, that would have been yeah. interesting too. This one bums me out because I think it would have been perfect. Christina Applegate turned down the role <gasps> of Tracy. Ah. Uh. Oh, I love role. her too. I do yeah. love Christina Applegate. She's got such range. She's so good. Don't She's tell so mom the, the babysitter's dead, man. Um, Guillermo del Toro and David Cronenberg turned down the opportunity to direct. I would have been very interested. That's weird because it seems like the Seven Deadly Sins like would have been right up del Toro's alley. He He's quoted as saying why he didn't do it. I didn't copy that info on it, but it's on the IMDb um trivia or whatever mm-hmm. the, the trivia for this one is long oh yeah um, the older the movie the longer the trivia is gonna be yeah and the more famous it is yeah um but he 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 backed away from it for like a specific reason i just don't remember what it was mm-hmm. um michael stipe of rem yeah. was briefly considered to play john doe no kidding not not offered but briefly considered yeah yeah um, they were gonna Kevin, ask him if he wanted to do it yeah 
Kevin Costner and Nicolas Cage were briefly considered for Mills. I don't Ooh. think either of those would have worked. Ah, uh, Costner, maybe. I could see Kevin, especially at that time, Kevin Costner, I could see maybe just because like he did kind of, I don't want to say grittier because like, for example, yeah. like Field of Dreams is not particularly like gritty, but he did more like serious shit. I could see that yeah. being an interesting direction for his career to go in also sidebar words can't describe how excited i am for the nicholas cage vampire movie i'm so renfield it's, it yes. looks so good oh he's I gonna be insane excited. i'm so excited i'm so excited um, for that nicholas holt plays renfield and then I know. one of the cast members from that show ghosts that i always tell you to watch on cbs mm-hmm. that he's that's who is the person leading the therapy circle and i'm like i love this for him like oh he's very he's very funny he's a very funny like actor so i'm very yes. looking forward to this but yes anyway, and my last note this is a big one harrison ford was briefly considered for somerset Ooh, yeah isn't that crazy that's ooh. i would have liked that like i love air force one i love 90s air, harrison ford like yeah damn damn yeah but that is the seven nilly sins and how they relate to pop culture and also real life crimes I'm into it. Yeah. I like it. I th- good job, kiddo. Thanks. I love this. This was fun. Was this was a, a lot less a, triggering than I was worried it was going to be. Yeah. It is a little <laughs> bit of a departure from some of the other stuff we do. But you know what? Five years in, let's let's switch things up a bit. Exactly. We got to keep it fresh. We got to keep it, like, spicy. We're going to hit you with the classics. Like, we got some stuff coming mm-hmm. this year that's really good. And in a couple weeks, I got a big one coming in May. And now that I've said that, I can't move it. So, oh boy, I yeah. can't. I'm trying to think back to the schedule because I was looking at the May schedule not too long ago because I was like, oh, I've got to record some of these early. Um, but I can't think of. No, I. It's going to be a surprise to me too. There we go. It'll be a great surprise. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we got some cool stuff coming, and thanks for sticking around. Yeah, we love you for it. Um, if you haven't already in the five years, uh, popped on over to our website, you can do that. Crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. You can email us crimeculturepod at gmail.com. You can find us on all of the social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and message us on any of those for the link to our discord. Our discord is our, uh, little community that we're building over there. We're having so much fun. We talk all the time on it. We have fun over there. Message us for the link and we will send it to you um, so you can join. Uh, also, you can join our Patreon. Oh, go ahead. Patreon for as little as a dollar, as much as whatever you want. It is This podcast is free for you to listen to, but not free for us to make. So you can support us. If you do not have the finan- financial means to support us on Patreon, you can do that. You can support us for absolutely free by mm-hmm. rating and reviewing us on your podcast yes. listening platform of choice. Yes, this is true. Um, real quick, yeah. to do with Discord. Um, also, we've gotten a couple of people Also, I have now. to do my palate cleanser. Okay, go you ahead. You have to do your palate cleanser. Um, yeah. It's best that we put this before the palate cleanser. We've gotten a couple of people now who, for whatever reason, have had a weird thing go on with the Discord where they're just like not Can't able see to any access of the any of the channels. Yeah. Yes. Um, at first, we wondered, is it a, a user error? No offense. It's not that we think you're stupid. It's just that Discord is new to a lot of people that are in this um platform um but 
It has happened it's, to both Android and Apple users. Yes. So it is kind of across that too. So, but just a blanket, like there's multiple ways and it depends on like, it sounds like whether you're an Android or an Apple user, what you're using Discord on, if it's your phone or if it's a desktop, there's like a lot of different like solutions that you can Google depending on your specific situation. But we would never just like block anybody. So like, please do not think that like, that's what we're doing here. Um, yeah, do the do the classic you, turn you it off and turn it off again. Wrong. Yes, yeah. you haven't done anything Uninstall wrong. and reinstall. And if you lose access to something, message us again on any of our social medias. We'll resend you that link. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely, hundred um, percent. My palate cleanser. If if we're done, mm-hmm. we're I'm I'm. I mean, I'm done. Um, my palate cleanser that has brought me so much joy in the past couple of months is the boy meets world rewatch podcast pod meets world it is a hundred percent how rewatch podcasts should be done okay um they um it's the actors who played topanga eric and sean Mm -hmm. um they are delightful they go off on little tangents but like just lovely tangents um they talk specifically about the episode scene by scene the background actors that were in it stuff that happened on set stuff that happened behind the scenes um they they go back and forth between reviewing episodes or like rewatching episodes and having on um old writers old background uh, actors Ooh. um the costume stylist um just so many really yeah. interesting people that they've had on that had to do with the show and they're very candid about like what went on like there was some not great shit that happened behind the scenes of that show um and they talk about it and they're just such beautiful lights and this is a comfort show for me if anyone knows Mm me um it's just it's so nice to listen to and they really they release like one review episode mostly they release one review episode and one like interview or like offshoot episode every week so Mm -hmm. it's a lot of content um if you've never watched boy meets world before it's great to like watch with it you could watch it on i think disney plus or something i have the dvds but um yeah you can also watch it on disney plus you can also watch it on disney plus and um you might even be able to watch it on hulu just because they've got a partnership i think you can yeah Mm-hmm. um and i think honestly i think a lot of episodes are on youtube that's how i watched it before i had the dvds um yeah. but it is such a great rewatch podcast i've listened to a couple other ones like i like the um scrubs one i kind of fell off that for a little while um yeah fake but, doctors real friends yeah donald Faison but, and zach braff i yes. also very much enjoyed that podcast yes but um so far pod meets world has been my favorite rewatch podcast just i love how they they talk about it and all the stuff they get into so that is my palate cleanser it has nothing to do with crime so go ahead and cleanse Mm -hmm. the palate with that yeah all right and i have a palate cleanser i know it's not my my day you don't want to save it for next week no i've got i've got one i can do for next week too don't worry don't worry. Okay. I got I got palate cleansers for days, um, except for when I'm put on the spot and then I suddenly forget all of them immediately. That's why I have mine written down. That's what I need to do. That's what I need to start doing. And then I need to remember where I put those um, little notes to myself, because that's also another issue that I definitely have. Um, I've got a lot of issues. OK, but um, no, my palate cleanser 
is I I just there is nobody I would have rather gone on this journey with than you, Haley. And I'm cleansing I, the palette I, for you. You are my palette cleanser. Every week is a joy getting to collaborate on this with you. And now you made me feel bad that I picked getting a podcast. To- <laughs> A podcast that's not ours I'm promoting on our fifth anniversary. Great. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I, but like truly like like those of you who have been with us, like I you're you're given a glimpse into our lives, into who we are as people. And it is if you join our discord, you get more than a glimpse. You get more than a glimpse. But even still, <laughs> there's like a lot that people do not see. And like and i think that anybody who does a podcast they do kind of whether it's serious or comedic or somewhere in between whatever space that we happen to be in but there's a almost caricature of yourself that is portrayed it's it's a like polished version of yourself it's the it radio is a version. version yes a radio version of yourself and like it, we definitely uh, started having, as that we did and yeah. i'd say we still like we still have a lot of aspects that we keep that are of ourselves that we keep to ourselves. But I mean, when I, when, when I say that Haley is truly the best person I know and like, that is not a, like, I am not exaggerating when I say that. Um, She is one of the kindest, most thoughtful people and it's it it is something that permeates just shines through in our content in the content that she creates um individually as an artist as a photographer um as a mom to bean um and i'm just i'm so thankful i'm so thankful for this ride i'm so thankful for you being on this ride with you um that you messaged me that that day so many years ago now being like i have an idea um we have that that uh photo on our instagram we do if you scroll way back yeah yes of our first uh say like hey we should do a podcast about this yes um and no i just i'm so i feel so lucky to have you in my life and to have this project in my life but specifically to be able to do it with you i i there's a lot i would not be able to do without you and i'm just very i i'm Mm. thankful and i'm in awe of you every day and i aspire to be more like you every day i love you if anyone doesn't know this is love (laughs) no i do i do love you though i do love Uh, if anyone doesn't know this is literally um our five-year anniversary (laughs) I mean, this is our five-year anniversary, but this is like... I don't know if we said it. This is the team right here. It is literally just us. Elliot edits the episode. I was going to say no shade to Elliot. But we research absolutely everything. We write the scripts for absolutely everything. We post on the social media. We get back to you when you message us. It's a 
two-woman band here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a lot that happens. There's a lot that needs to happen to run a podcast. Yeah, we don't ha- we're not like on a network and we don't have sponsors and stuff, but that was never the goal of this. The goal was to have an excuse to talk to each other every week about something that we are interested in and, and that we were already maybe- talking to each other about very exactly, much yeah. like <laughs> hey did you yeah. hear about this yeah so uh you guys listening are just like sitting at our computers with us and um enjoying our our time together with us so yeah, yeah we may be talking about some heavy topics uh we can laugh we can cry we can uh rant about men <laughs> yeah. and the government yeah um but and those men getting indicted um, that yeah. should have been my my palate cleanser. Fuzzy. Yes, that. Yeah, but that's okay. Um, we I'll just add them to the list. Um, yes, uh, but um, yeah, I couldn't do this podcast with any other person. It would have fallen by the wayside in mm. two weeks if it was with anybody else. So, thank I you. I don't know about that, but I do appreciate that you saying yeah. that all the same and of course i appreciate everybody else but like this is truly like Haley is just one of my favorite people and And we're gonna see each other next month soon maybe we'll post on various things when we see each other yeah yeah mayhap mayhap um yeah it's so weird to like end this now because it's Mm -hmm. like the big one yeah but we'll be back next week yeah no this isn't like the end this is just the see you next tuesday see you next (laughs) tuesday (laughs) i started to say that i was like oh shit i'm ending it okay um all right that's it okay we'll see you next tuesday Bye. bye